I'm Rose Skeeters, host of From Borderline to Beautiful, a show about hope and recovery for BPD. Welcome to another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. For the last two weeks, I've been talking about relationships, how they form in early childhood and perhaps some dysfunctional or negative relationship patterns. I want to continue this series of understanding relationships today by talking about how to understand people. In order to understand people, you have to learn how to mentalize the personal traits of someone else. You also have to discover yourself. You have to examine your motives and the motives of of others. You have to look at the impact of attitudes. So we're going to go over some of these today, and I'll continue on into next week. Okay, so to mentalize personal characteristics means to understand other people through these personal characteristics, which would be their traits, their strengths, and their qualities. Everyone has traits, strengths, and qualities. And what we can do is use a few words to sum up a whole range of experiences and expectations about the mind of another person. To do this, however, we need to take a broad perspective of the person over a considerable time period. And remember, this can be very difficult for people with borderline personality disorder because we'll latch on to details or little incidents of something that occurred. And what we have to learn to do with mindsight is to pan out and look at the traits, strengths, and qualities of ourselves and the people around us that we love over a considerable period of time, not just one incident or one phrase or you know one kind of thing that happened, and take that and generalize that to the person's character. So think of personal characteristics as shorthand phrases that summarize how someone might have behaved in the past, why they might have behaved that way, and how they might behave again. When you know something about a person's personality, it can help you mentalize them in the present moment because it gives you some clues about possible reasons for the actions of a person. Accurately identifying the characteristics of other people can also help us understand the motives and the reasons behind their actions. If we can see that someone is shy, for example, Maybe they don't speak to us and we see, oh my gosh, they're rejecting us. But what if their lack of speaking isn't actually rejection? We're perceiving it that way because we don't have this broad perspective of the person over a considerable time period, right? What if that person is just shy and something we could do is to find a way to overcome by approaching them, help them overcome that shyness by approaching them? So it also works the other way around, right? When we can see how other people see us, it helps to understand things that might be impacting or affecting their interactions with us. Plus, it can help us understand ourselves better. For example, if we see, come to see that someone sees us as competitive, right? We're intense people, so maybe we can look at being intense as being competitive if seen through the lens of someone else. Well, Maybe we don't feel competitive. We, maybe we only feel ourselves to be overly enthusiastic or passionate. Well, we can understand why someone might avoid us if they think we are competitive. 
personal characteristics can be seen as both positive or negative, right? So I'm not saying if you are intense and competitive and seen as competitive, that this is always negative. So listen up. These characteristics, given certain perspectives and certain situations, can be either positive or negative. So a characteristic might be a strength in one situation. It might give you an advantage. Whereas in another situation, that same characteristic might be a limitation or have a disadvantage. So let's look at this idea of being competitive. If you're somebody who loves sports and you're fit and you really like to um, play around, right, in that realm, then that would be a positive characteristic, competitiveness. However, if you work in a coffee shop, in an office, if you are trying to do a group project for school, or if you're you know, working as part of a team in an office setting, being competitive could lead to arguments with clients, colleagues, friends, in order to prove who knows best, which really wouldn't be very supportive, right? So in order to understand these personal characteristics of others as well as yourself, you have to discover yourself. You have to figure out how you see you, how you behave, what that looks like, so we can look at how other people perceive us. So think about it. We'll never have things that we fully understand, or we, excuse me, we will always have things that we never fully understand about ourselves. There are the things that we just don't know about ourselves. We can think of that as the unknown. There is our private self, things that aren't, they really just aren't for sharing with other people. They're private. And our blind spots. Blind spots are things we don't easily admit to, even though other people see them. Those are some of those hard truths on the podcast. However, if you want good mental health and good social health, good relationships, they are associated with reducing these areas and really maximizing our self-awareness, our self-knowledge, and how transparent we are to others. If I said this another way, it's about knowing our own mind, our thoughts and feelings, and allowing our minds to be understood by others, which is mentalizing or mindsight. This involves, on one hand, asking of others about what they perceive and what we don't, about ourselves, as well as sharing our experience and awareness with other people so that we are better known. So this is how, right, coaching or therapy works, right? So I would share and then you would share and we would have share this common experience. So people with BPD, as you guys all know, right, identity is, is an issue, right? So we feel unsure of who we are. So the degree to which an individual with borderline personality disorder knows things about themselves is relatively limited. And that's hard to wrap your mind around, right? Because you think you know yourself. But then it's, it can be confusing when you're told that, well, you don't. Well, maybe you don't because it's too scary for you to open up to others or to be vulnerable. Maybe it's because for years nobody gave you any feedback. You were isolated from that or you were punished from that in childhood. Maybe that no one had been a reliable mirror to you. So in early childhood, you would have had somebody reliably mirror your emotional experiences back to you in a way that would have helped you understand yourselves. But if that didn't happen because of something, a breakdown in attachment, you wouldn't have had that experience. So there would be some, some skills missing there, right? 
So the way that we mentalize ourselves often shapes our attitude. And our attitude has a continuous impact on our relationships and then the relationships with the people that we love, our, our coworkers, etc. So we really have to start to learn how to understand what glasses or lens through which we see the world so that we can learn how other people see us. Unfortunately, our glasses could be cloudy. And in those blind spots that we have, we could be missing how our behavior in, uh, sort of informs the behavior that other people have towards us, right? And so for today, what I really want you to start to think about and work on before we jump into more aspects of understanding other people is I want you to start to try to think about with someone you trust, maybe it's a therapist, I want you to, to think about one or two characteristics of yourself that you can identify that maybe this person doesn't know about you. And I want you to start to focus on that and share this, this experience of these, this trait or strength or quality with another person. I want you to share with them how this characteristic shows in your experiences and then ask them to identify a characteristic that they think you might not realize about yourself and then give an example of that. So see if you can start this open dialogue of understanding and trust within a situation and and really how you can start to identify these strengths and these traits that maybe are a part of you. Because remember, self-awareness is really key. We need to know more about ourselves and about how other people see us. And when people tell us how they see us, it's very, very important that we don't attack back, that we don't attack them. And so another thing that I wanted to do today very briefly is I wanted to give an example of a conflict that an individual had on the Facebook group And I want to talk about my response to that in the context of what I'm trying to describe today about mentalizing and having mindset um, in terms of other people's personal characteristics. So this individual posted anonymously. They said, I don't know why I can't handle conflict. I let people treat me badly and usually don't say anything to them. My sister hurt me very much last summer and at a family wedding this weekend, she did it again. Then she texted me like nothing was wrong. I thought, no way am I playing this game with her anymore. So I texted her back, expressing how I can't pretend nothing happened and that I didn't know why she was trying to hurt me. I asked her to please not respond in a mean way because I am hurting too. She responded saying she did nothing to me and that I can F off and stay out of her life. My response back was capital O, capital M, capital G. The individual goes on to say, I tried to stand up for myself, and she responds by attacking me. Why do I feel so guilty and like I did something wrong when I didn't do anything to her? I can't stop thinking about this and crying. This is so hard, and that's why I usually avoid conflict, but then I feel all beat up and angry that I didn't stand up for myself. This seems so ridiculous and childish. So this is just such a great example of how we really have to understand people and understand how other people understand us in order to have better social relationships. So in this situation, 
We don't know what this individual's sister was thinking. What we do know is that this individual perceived a behavior of her sister as being attacking and really a rejection behavior. So I would first ask this individual, are you looking at your sister's traits, strengths, and qualities from a broad perspective of her, as long as you've known her, over a considerable time period? And when you reached out to your sister, did you have that in mind? Or were you hurting and wanting an answer as to why your sister would have done this thing? And so your response was influenced by your emotional intensity and not for the love that you had of this person based on the individual, your sister's personal characteristics. So that's question one. And question two is how does your sister see you? That's an important question. Because if your sister texted you like nothing was wrong, perhaps she doesn't know what she's done. And perhaps she thinks that you're attacking her for just existing, right? So that might be a blind spot that she has. We don't really know the perspective of your sister. So her response tells me that she feels a little blindsided because she doesn't think that she did anything wrong. And so we have these two people who don't understand each other, who have some intentions and motives and attitudes towards each other that don't really match the situation. And there's not a lot of resolution there, right? As individuals with borderline personality disorder, though, we can, we can know in recovery that we are struggling with big picture thinking. That's just part of having the diagnosis, right? So my response to this individual was this. Your sister might feel the exact same way that you do. It's important to remember that the BPD brain has a difficult time seeing big picture things and understanding the point of view and intentions of others. This is new learning, and it's an integral part of treatment and recovery. So I wonder if your sister has a side of the story that perhaps she believes you cannot see or understand. Sometimes having a third party that you trust to mediate is helpful, or asking her curiously and not in an attacking way what her intentions are or were, helps. Maybe your sister cursed you out because she felt attacked and didn't know what she did wrong genuinely. Maybe that's a blind spot for her. How can you show your sister love while also standing your ground? So if you find yourself, and you're listening to this podcast, in a situation similar to this individual situation, I'm going to ask you this too. How can you show your love to this person while also standing your ground? Have you been willing to look at this person's personal characteristics in a a broad perspective over a, a considerable amount of time? And if so, are you missing some things about their personality that perhaps would be helpful in the conflict, in the resolution of the conflict? Another thing to remember, and this is key, It's interesting because I'm also teaching emotional empathy and, you know, growing up type stuff, let's say, to our teenager. And one of the things that we talk about is is anger, right? Anger is a normal part of growing up. Emotions are a normal part of growing up. And I, I say this quite often is that we can be hurt and angry, but we don't have a right to hurt other people with our hurt, right? 
So you can be hurt and you can be angry, but you need to try not to use that hurt and anger against others no matter what their choice is because all we really have control over are our choices. So this week, again, identify some personal characteristics that you think that another person in your life doesn't really know about you. Those are um, traits, strengths, and qualities and spend some time sharing them with another and ask them to also share with you beginning to build trust, to create an open dialogue to better understand yourself and others. When we come back next week, I'm going to talk about the impact of attitudes and motives on relationships so we can continue to understand why people see us the way they see us and how we can better understand and see others. All right, everybody, I hope you have a great week. Until next week. for listening. That was From Borderline the Beautiful, a production of Skeeter's Strength Mindset Coaching Systems. We help frustrated individuals, resentful couples, and disconnected families navigate through tough times. Visit us on the web at skeeterstrength.com. If you like this show, remember, you can hear it on Anchor or Apple Podcasts or Pocket Cast or any app you use to listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get a new episode every Monday. If you want to get in touch, you can leave me a voice message. Some of you had some comments and questions from last episode, so let's hear them. I'd love to hear whatever questions you have, too. Just download that Anchor mobile app, search for From Borderline to Beautiful, and tap the message button to send me a voice message. So, if you like this podcast, not only can you download that Anchor app, but you can help us get this message out to so many more people. Head over to Apple and offer us that five-star rating and let me know what you're thinking about some of our material. The more stars and higher rating we get, the more people will have access to From Borderline to Beautiful, hope and help for individuals with BPD. 